We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Your DFS podcast for Wednesday, June the 1st. Hard to believe that we are already almost two full months into baseball. Actually, two full months into baseball season. So before we break down the first slate in June, let me welcome in my co-host, Mr. Benny Ricciardi. Benny, what's going on, brother? Not too much. My uh, my head is still spinning from all the runs and all the points that were being scored in fantasy yesterday. That was a... Uh... Probably one of the highest scoring nights I've seen in a while. Everybody was worried about that Coors game, if it was going to get rained out. And the people who decided to roll the dice and stay with it put up some, you know, absolutely monster scores yesterday with all the home runs that were getting hit in that one. Yeah, no, it's, if you played an all-day slate somehow and had Seattle and the Rockies uh, stacks going on, you you basically dominated yesterday. <laughs> But yes, what uh, the Rockies put up seventeen, the Mariners put up sixteen, a few other nice spots uh, along the way. A lot of runs scored yesterday, Benny. Yeah, there were there were another like three or four teams that had nine or ten runs too. So I mean, there were there were runs everywhere. Yesterday was one of those days where it, it honestly didn't matter who you had a pitcher. You were probably better off taking a, a cheap punt pitcher and then you know saving money to just spend up on all these bets. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy day yesterday. Um, so let's see 
Benny, uh, where both of us stand on whether today's going to be similar as we run down this slate, full slate of games here today for this uh, for this Wednesday, June the 1st slate. Let's start it out at 110. There are three day games today and then that weird 610 start in Cleveland like usual. Uh, at 110 start in New York as the Mets host the White Sox. Miguel Gonzalez taking on Jacob deGrom, righty-righty matchup there. St. Louis heads to Milwaukee for a 140 start. Jaime Garcia, the lefty, taking on Zach Davies, the righty there. Uh, Then the last of the day slate, 335 start in Oakland as the Twins and lefty Pat Dean head in to take on lefty Sean Manaya. And then I said is that a 610 start in Cleveland. They just uh, seem to love to start games at 610 out there. Texas heading into town. Cole Hamill's taking on Trevor Bauer, lefty-righty there. Uh, 705 start as we get the night slate started in Baltimore. As the Red Sox heading to town, righty Joe Kelly taking on righty Mike Wright. Uh, and then we have an, uh, another 705 start in Los Angeles as the Tigers head into town to take on the Angels. Righty Michael Fulmer versus righty Matt Shoemaker, who's been on a bit of a hot streak lately. Uh, then we head to a 7.05 start in Philly as the uh, Nats look to sweep out the Phillies. Max Scherzer heading up against lefty Adam Morgan, the likely sweep there. Uh, then we have a 7.07 start in Toronto as the Yankees are in town. Masahiro Tanaka against Aaron Sanchez, a couple of righties battling there. And then we head out uh, to Atlanta as uh, righty Albert Suarez brings his Giants into town to take on righty Williams Perez. Uh, and then we have uh, a lefty-lefty matchup as well at 7-10 in Miami as Jonathan Neese and the Pirates head in to take on Adam Conley in the Marlins. Uh, then we get on to the 8 o'clock uh, and, and pass starts. 8 o'clock start in Chicago as the Dodgers coming off that 5 nothing win yesterday against the Cubs will uh, throw Mike Bolsinger, the righty, up against lefty John Lesser for the Cubbies. And then an 8-10 start out in Houston as uh, Robbie Ray, the left-hander, and his Arizona Diamondbacks head in to take on righty Mike Fires in the Astros. Uh, then we got three games left on the slate here. 8-15 start in Kansas City. Danny Duffy, the lefty, and his Royals host Chris Archer in Tampa Bay. Archer uh, up and down uh, uh, some some better outings lately, but also getting roughed up still. Uh, 8.40 start in Colorado as uh, more runs likely to be scored as lefty John Lamb and his Reds take on Tyler Chatwood in the Rockies. And then we round out the night with the uh, late start of the night, a 10-10 start in San Diego. King Felix Hernandez taking on Christian Friedrich, the lefty for the Padres. All right, John, uh, Benny, let's uh, jump right in. we got a lot to get to here. 1-10 start in New York. Miguel Gonzalez brings his White Sox into town to take on Jacob DeGrom. Where are you leaning in this one, Ben? Yeah, I mean, Gonzalez not a very good pitcher, so I think you can look at the left-handed bats against them. Granderson, Conforto, uh, Neil Walker, Cespedes, who's good in righty-on-righty spots. I think all those guys make a little bit of sense. And then DeGrom, I just, I, I don't know, man. He He hasn't looked like the guy he used to be. His strikeout rate's down, so I'm not touching DeGrom at all, even though you know, the White Sox have one of the lower team totals here on the day. I just, I don't trust them right now. But I also don't see a lot of bats that I really love to use against them. I mean, you know, a guy like Eaton has good Woba and ISO against righties. Uh, you know, Abreu hits well in righty on righty situations. But this lineup gets really average. I'm not going to say bad because, you know, Melky's okay, Lowry's okay, Avisail Garcia, Jimmy Rollins. Like, these guys are all okay hitters. Todd Frazier. But they're just not anybody that scares me here. So I think I'm more off of the ground because of the way he's pitched and who he's going up against. I don't really see any bats that I love on Chicago. But 
I also think they'll get a couple runs off the ground today. Yeah, I feel very similarly here. Uh, White Sox, how long were we talking about this White Sox team? We're like, how are they doing it? And now they're starting to not do it, Benny. So it's making a little bit more sense as they've fell back to earth a little bit. I think the dreams of a Chicago-Chicago World Series have to be put on hold. Um, but I, I'm with you. Uh, DeGrom did look a little better in his last outing. The fastball velocity was up a tick. Uh, he was throwing the hardest he's thrown this season. So that is something you like to see. But when you just look at the pricing, I mean, you know, for $10,100 for, for DeGrom, he's the fourth highest pitcher on the board. And, you know, Felix is 11000 is the top. So those top five, when you get down to Hamels at 10000 pretty bunched together. And uh, I, I like a couple of those guys more than DeGrom as well. And and I agree with the, the Miguel Gonzalez. And, and not just lefties. He's been bad against righties as, as well. So you can kind of just – Try and pick your spots there. All right, Benny, let's move on. 140 start. Jaime Garcia and his Cardinals head in to take on uh, another guy who's really struggled against left-handed hitters and Zach Davies and the Brewers. Uh, I'm guessing you're trying to get some Cardinals in the lineup today, Benny? Yeah, I like a lot of these guys. I mean, Carpenter stands out as as probably the best play, whether it's uh, Matt Adams or Brandon Moss in there. I think either one of those left-handers is good. Um, you know, if Diaz keeps batting in the two-hole, even though he's a righty, I like him. I like Holiday. I like Piscotti. I think you can kind of stack up this, uh, you know, this Cardinals team is in the top five in the league in runs right now. And I feel like people sleep on them all the time. They don't, you know, they don't give them enough credit for being as good an offensive team as they are. So I really like the Cardinals. I think you can use them all. And then, you know, the Brewers is almost the complete opposite here. They're They're a team that just hasn't really done all that well against anybody this year. They do hit lefties a little bit better, although Garcia is not your normal lefty. He's more of like a – he kind of has like a reverse splits. You know, lefties kind of hit him a little bit better. He, he's pretty tough on right-handed bats. Uh, a guy like Ryan Braun, if he's feeling healthy, has always smashed left-handed pitching, though. So I think he's somebody that you can look at here. But, you know, I'm not really looking to take a lot of bats going up against Garcia. I'd much rather have a lot of exposure to the Cardinals. Garcia is an okay play. I think he's, what, 85, if I'm not mistaken? Um, at 85, I don't think he's a he's a horrible option to go up against this Milwaukee team. Garcia is 8,500, and and totally agree with that. I think for 85, especially when you look at the guys around him, Aaron Sanchez at 8,600, Adam Conley at 7,800, which is a fair amount cheaper, but still, I mean that that seems like the right spot for him. So I think there's a little bit of upside there. Um, but I love the Matt Carpenter call, especially when you look at the pricing. He's 3,700 on the day, and not only has he been heating back up, but he's you know. He's just a really good hitter, and, and Davies has a Woba over 400 against lefties. So, um, you know, I mean, when there are, you know, what, six guys who are more expensive at their base than Matt Carpenter, I think that's a, a big-time deal today. So I'm with you there. And I like Diaz as well, even though righty-righty uh, has been batting in the two-hole and still sticking at that price at 3200 So I think there's some value there as well. All right, Benny, uh, last of the day games, 335 starting to Oakland. As uh, the Twins and lefty Pat Dean take on lefty Sean Manaya, I'm guessing you got to get some bats in this one, Benny. The problem is there aren't many good ones, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, you got you got two young pitchers that are on the mound here. Um, I think guys like Danny Valencia, Chris Davis uh, for for the Oakland A's are, are the guys that I'd want to look at. They're the big bats that have been doing most of the damage. Uh, if you're looking on the other side of this game, you know, again, the guys in the middle of the order, like uh, – you know, Miguel Sano, who actually left the game early yesterday. I don't know how bad that injury is, but keep an eye on that. If he's not in there, that really makes this uh, Minnesota offense a little bit weaker. 
Uh, I guess you can look at like a, you know, Byung-ho Park, you know, Eduardo Nunez has been hitting well, although he's actually better in righty on righty spots. You know, maybe Brian Dozier against a lefty makes a little bit of sense. Trevor Plouffe, um, you know, a couple of these bats are okay. There's a big run total in this game, but I just don't see these two offenses, even with these two pitchers on the mound, I don't see these two offenses putting up big numbers. Like, I don't think this is going to be... I think the over-under here is nine. I don't see this being like a 6-3 game. I could see it being like a, you know, maybe a 4-2 game or a 3-2 or a game. I, I just don't see either one of these teams putting up big runs. Yeah, I get that. And, and I don't know where it comes from either, but, you know, they put up 11 combined last night, which isn't huge, but still would have been the over there. And, um, you know, neither has a very good bullpen. I, I could see some runs being scored, but again, it's just you don't know who's going to score them. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, like you, I, I feel like it could be anywhere up and down the order, just like a couple hits here. Somebody gets yeah. a home run there. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really know which way to go, like to, to zero in on anybody in this one. Yeah, I think the two guys you mentioned are my two favorite plays. Uh, not to Not to copy exactly what you said, but Valencia at 3,200, I mean, he is just – murdered left-handed pitching 518 woba 457 iso granted a small sample size but he has just torched left-handers this season uh and 3200 is a a great deal Uh, and then chris davis as well has also been good against both sides of the plate but obviously that kind of homer upside there against a uh young rookie lefty like pat dean i or not i guess not young right he's 27 or whatever but um an inexperienced lefty like pat dean I, i think that's a yeah, there we go. <laughs> so uh, I'm with you. I think uh, the two guys you you kind of highlighted there are really the two best plays in the game. All right, Benny, let's get on to that six ten start. Apparently, they hate seven oh five or seven ten starts in Cleveland. It always has to be six ten. Uh, but a decent matchup here as we see Cole Hamels go up against Trevor Bauer. I'm guessing you're leaning on getting some Rangers in your lineup. Yeah, they, you know, Bauer is a guy that has a pretty high fly ball rate. There's home run upside against him. So you really want to take guys that you think can jack one out. And unfortunately, though, that really kind of is the right-handed bats more than the lefties on this, uh, you know, on this Rangers team. So guys like Desmond and Beltre for the home run. I guess Nomar Mazzara, excuse me, Mazzara, the rookie, has a little bit of home run upside. You know, Prince Fielder at this point in his career is basically just a singles hitter. You know, his... ISO score is very low, and if you look through the numbers, you can see why. He's just he's not getting <clears throat> he's not getting the big hits. He's not getting the extra base hits. He's not hitting the home runs. So I don't know how much I love him there. Um, on the other side of the game, I do like Hamels. He's a pretty solid pitcher, but I think this lineup actually could give him some trouble. You know, Rajay Davis, right-handed bat that hits lefties well. Uh, Francisco Lindor hits lefties well. Napoli hits lefties well. Santana, okay against lefties. John Gomes, another guy that hits lefties well. You know, I don't think it's a very easy spot for him. And, and I think it makes sense because this game is basically a pick uh with a spread of eight. So they're expecting about four runs out of either side. And I think that makes some sense to me. So rather have the bats probably shine away from all the pitching in this one. Yeah, I could see that. I think Hamill's probably not going to be super owned, so I, I could see making a play for him. Just He has been just so good. Um, but, yeah, no no one really jumps out at me. Mazzara was the guy I was going to highlight. You mentioned him. Uh, he's been good against both both uh, you know lefties and righties, but really good against righties. 384 Woban is just uh, you know marching towards that Rookie of the Year trophy pretty pretty easily right now. So he's been just a... 
a really fun hitter to watch. Yeah, right, I, Benny, like, I like him a lot. I do too. Like long term, I like him a lot. He's a really smart, good hitter who makes a lot of contact. I just uh, I've been really impressed with him, Benny. Yeah, I agree. All right, Benny, let's let's get into that main slate as we get in the night game seven oh five start in Baltimore as those Red Sox heading to town. Joe Kelly taking on Mike Wright. I got to assume you think there are some runs going to be scored in this game, Benny. Yeah, I mean, I think the Red Sox are going to score a ton of them. Mike Wright, not a very good pitcher. Uh, Left-handed bats, higher average, high fly ball rate against them. Love David Ortiz here. Three for five lifetime already against Wright with two home runs. 431 Woba, 346 ISO since last season against right-handed pitching. He's like an elite play today for me. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., Travis Shaw, the other lefty bats. Real quick, just to jump in there, Jackie Bradley was on paternity leave yesterday, so there's a good chance that he will not be back for today's game. So just to keep that in mind, especially because um, FanDuel like, is really good about putting like the day-to-day and stuff when guys are injured, but not quite as good as if you look on there now, like it just says Jackie Bradley. So be really careful about that. He is on paternity leave. I don't know if he'll be back today or not, uh, but he certainly was, was out yesterday with it. Oh, so we need a P. We need dra- we need Fandle to right? get on that. That's what I'm a saying. P there for they they leave, are so not treating the, the, the soon to be fathers out there. Right. Benny. I, you know, I mean, as a father of three myself, I have a problem with this. But real, uh, yeah, real anyway, quick, Benny, Benny, real quick, super quick tangent. How do you feel about players going on paternity leave as someone who is a father himself? I have no problem with you being there for the birth of your kid. I have no problem if you're there like the next day either. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I come from a blue collar family. Like the the day after my every one of my kids were born, I was working. Okay, we're on, the, Benny, went, we're on the same page. We don't even. Yeah, I mean, it's like go be there for the birth. I'm with you, but you make a lot of money. Go back and play baseball. Yeah, like basically, you're there for your kid's birth. You stay there with your wife that whole night. I think that's the way to do it. And then you know, like I have all you know, I have three kids right now. So after the first one was born. I was home at the house taking care of the other kids, getting them off the school, getting them squared away, you know, and then going and doing work since my wife was out on maternity leave and somebody had to be making some money so we could pay our bills. I mean, you know, I, I guess if you're a multi-million dollar baseball player, you're not in that same situation. But, you know, for us normal guys that need to work to pay the bills, I mean, you know, I was back at work the next day. That's the way I see it. All right. We are on the same page. Back to your analysis, sir. Yeah, so um, I was saying, like, a guy like Travis Shaw, lefty, I think, is in play. You know, you can go back to Mookie Betts and Pedroia. Both guys hit a homer yesterday. Betts actually had three of them. Uh, You know, I think both of those guys are there. Wright is not a good pitcher, so anybody in this Boston lineup, I think, is in play. And then on the other side, Kelly is a guy that throws mostly fastballs. Right-handed bats, higher average, more home runs against them. Chris Davis definitely stands out as a guy I want some exposure to today. 395 Woba, 320 ISO since the start of last year. Five of ten lifetime already against Kelly with the home run. And then Manny Machado, righty on righty, very good hitter. 393 Woba, 253 ISO. Three and nine lifetime against Kelly as well. So I think there's a lot of bats to look at in this game, and I'm nowhere near any of the pitchers here. Yeah, I think we are pretty much exactly on the same page here. How about Mook? Mookie Betts, that guy is just such a good hitter and, and just love watching him play with the four homers yesterday and plays the game with a lot of uh, a lot of joy. Uh, one other name to keep in mind, my, my Fandle uh, uh, is locking up on me right now, so I can't give you the price, but uh, Rusney Castillo was called up 
because of the paternity leave for Bradley. So maybe there's a little bit of upside there. Uh, granted, righty righty, so not as as appealing as you would like. But um, you know, for the price, if if you can get Castillo, if he's in the lineup, which he likely will be. Uh, here we go. I got it. So he's only 2400 So maybe as a, a nice fill-in play, there's some upside there. All right, Benny, let's move on. Other 705 start in Los Angeles as Michael Fulmer and the Tigers come in to face Matt Shoemaker and the Angels. A couple of pitchers who have uh, really stepped it up their last few outings after rough starts. I, I think Shoemaker's got double-digit strikeouts and back-to-back outings. Yeah, and even Fulmer's had two really good games in a row as well. So... You know, I, I still think there's a couple bats I'd look at in these games. I mean, right-handed bats in 17 innings so far have a 286 average, and they hit five home runs against Fulmer. So I think this is a great spot for Mike Trout. Uh, 412 Woba, 286 ISO for him. We know how good he is, lefty-lefty. I mean, righty-lefty, uh, righty-righty. It doesn't really matter. This guy hits well against everybody. And then I, I agree with you that Shoemaker's been better lately. But, I mean, this is a tough matchup that he has here. He's a guy that right-handed bats have always hit him better, so a little bit of a reverse split kind of guy. And he has a huge home run and fly ball rate. And he's going up against a team that has a lot of guys that hit the ball in the air and can hit the ball hard. I mean, J.D. Uh, Martinez, Miguel Cabrera, probably my two favorite guys. But Kinsler, Castellanos, uh, V-Mart, Upton, I mean, these are all guys that have some power, can put the ball in the air, and can hit some home runs. So... I think this is a really tough matchup for Shoemaker today. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. And in a lineup that, yes, they're all right-handers, but like you said, I mean, they they just find a way to get it done against righties or lefties. So I, I'm with you there. And uh, I do like Fulmer at 7,600, though, against that lineup in Los Angeles where you're really only scared of Mike Trout. Um, I, I think for 7,600, not the worst you know, bargain you might find, and, and probably a decent tournament play. I don't think a ton of people are going to be putting Fulmer in there. All right, Benny, let's move on. 7.05 start here in Philadelphia as the Phillies take on the Nats. Max Scherzer looking to sweep him out going against Adam Morgan, the lefty who has really struggled lately, Benny. Yeah, I mean, I think with Scherzer, you know, he's lights out the right-handed bats. Uh, you know, lefties have been the way to go after him. He has been getting tagged for a few home runs this year. But there's not a lot of guys on this Philly team I'd look at. You know, Odebel Herrera, maybe. Mikhail Franco, maybe. But honestly, I like Scherzer. I think he's one of the better pitching options on the day. And then on the other side, I think Adam Morgan, <clears throat> complete opposite. There are a lot of guys I want to look at against him. Uh, right-handers hit over 280 against him with about a home run every five innings the last year year and a half. So uh, Ryan Zimmerman, 401 Woba, 363 ISO against lefties. Hits uh, left-handed pitching really, really well. So I think he's probably my favorite play. I like Jason Wirth against the lefty. Uh, you know, Anthony Rendon is okay, although he really doesn't have the pop that he used to have. So not a lot of upside in using him. And then even if Bryce Harper gets back into the lineup, lefty on lefty, he's a good hitter. He has been out the last couple of days. So just, you know, be weary of that and, and make sure you keep an eye on it. Um, but yeah, Zimmerman, I think, is a great play in this game. Yeah, I, who would have thought that that you'd be recommending Zimmerman at any point, right? He's <laughs> finally turning it around. But I totally agree on the Scherzer call, too. For 10700 um, you know, because he has a, had a couple rough outings out there. I mean, you're not, you know, with a, with such a good matchup against the Phillies who strike out a ton. I mean, this is a guy who struck out 20 batters in a game this year. So I feel like for 10700 against a team like the Phillies, I mean, that's a great deal, Benny. 
Yeah, I, and I don't think he's going to get lit up, which is the thing, you know, when you use him against a good offense, there's always a chance that they can light him up for a couple home runs. I, I just don't see who would be the guys that you would be worried about with those home runs, maybe outside of Franco on this on this Phillies team. Because let's face it, the starts that he's had that were bad this year have been the result of him giving up two or three home runs in those starts. All right, Benny, let's move on. Seven oh seven start in Toronto as we head out of the country, heading up north as uh, your Yankees heading into town. Masahiro Tanaka taking on Aaron Sanchez. A couple of decent starters here, Benny. Are you shying away from the bats? Yeah, I kind of am. You know, Tanaka's got a low batting average to right and left-handed bats, but he does give up a few solo shots. He has been getting tagged for a couple solo home runs this year. The guy that I like the most is uh, Edwin Encarnacion up there. 376 uh, uh, 376 Woba, 268 ISO. He's 7 of 16 lifetime with the home run against Tanaka. So he's the only Toronto bat I'm really on. And then, like you said, even Sanchez has been pretty solid. Left-handed bats has always been the way you wanted to try to attack him. The only guy I kind of like a little bit is Carlos Beltran. Uh, 359 Woba, 222 ISO, 2 for 5 with the home run in his career against Sanchez. E5 is the only guy I think I'd use on Toronto. Yeah, I I feel very similarly. I I kind of, with all the crappy pitchers on the board today, I find it hard going up against either of these two guys when, you know, they've they've shown the upside that they've shown. All right, Benny, 7-10 start in Atlanta as the Giants head into town. Albert Suarez, great name there, taking on Williams Perez. uh, Two last names instead of two first names. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, again, one of those uh, games where the offenses might not excite you, but you got to find some exposure somehow, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I just saw Jake Peavy go seven innings of one hit ball against That's this true. Atlanta team yesterday. So, Great point. I mean, I you know, I think that Suarez is a little bit better than Matt Cain at this point, and I was ready to roll Matt Cain out there today. So, well, if yeah, you want, I, mean, I if, might be better than Matt Cain at this point, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take a chance on Suarez. You know, the, the only problem you're going to have is, you know, he's a young kid, was a relief pitcher who they're making a starter here. Don't know how deep he's going to go. So he might not give you a lot of innings, but this Atlanta offense is horrible. I'm not looking at anybody on the Atlanta side. And then um, for San Francisco, I mean, William Perez, left-handed bats have a higher average, more home runs against him. But right-handers haven't been bad either. So, I mean, who do you want to play? Panic, Belt, Parker, Span. Um, you know, the righties like Pence, who has uh, – 374 Woba, 189 ISO in righty-on-righty matchups. A guy like Posey who's starting to heat up, good hitter even in righty-on-righty matchups. I mean, I think all these guys are in play. Yeah, totally agree 100%. Love belt at 4,000. I think think stacking against Williams Perez is always a good move. And and interesting stuff about Suarez, too, when you kind of look at the matchup there. I mean, let's get this price here. I mean, he's got to be pretty low. In fact, you can't – oh, yeah, there you go, 6,500. Um, so not the cheapest guy on the board, but still extremely cheap. And, and with the matchup, maybe a uh, a nice contrarian play here or there. If he was one of those guys that was like a guy that comes in at like $4,000, I would probably have him everywhere. Yeah, there, that's, that's what I was thinking. Is. Just because of the matchup. It, the upside yep. is there. But at 60, that seems like the right price to take that risk. But also you're not you know, getting a ton of uh, of extra value there. All right, Benny, let's uh, hop on to the last, the 7 p.m. start, 7-10 start in Miami as the Pirates head into town. Pirates playing good baseball lately. Jonathan Neese taking on Adam Conley, a couple of lefties here, and uh, Neese has been pretty bad lately. Yeah, I mean, I wish there were more guys to take against them. The only one that really stands out to me is Marcelo Zuna. 
who has been great against left-handed pitching. Uh, 444 Woba, 256 ISO. He's actually 5 for 12 against Nice already this year. And Nice, I mean, uh, the, in his career, uh, Nice gives up a high average to righties, a lot of home runs to right-handed bats. So if you want to even throw some more right-handed bats in there, I, I'm not going to argue with you. And then the other side of the game, I think this is a horrible matchup for Conley. I think he's going to get lit up here. You know, uh, the right-handed bats, McCutcheon, Cervelli, uh, you know, Josh Harrison leading off for them now, Marte, uh, you know, Young-Ho Kang. Um, I think all these guys are in play. Yeah, I feel uh, exactly the same. And I like Conley. He's had some nice outings, but has not been as sharp as he was early and, and, and just a bad matchup. And then, uh, I, you know, you can always go Martin Prado, not very sexy, uh, but for 2,800, he's batting over 300 against lefties. So uh, another nice little play there for the Marlins, but agree that uh, Ozuna at 4,200, even at that price is, um, is a worthwhile play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he has murdered left-handed pitching. All right, Benny, uh, eight o'clock start in Chicago. As the Cubs actually lost a game yesterday. That's always always a surprise. Uh, take on the Dodgers. Mike Bolsinger heading into town to take on John Lester. Uh, you got to get some Cubs in the lineup against Bolsinger, no? Yeah, and I mean, not even the fact that they lost the game yesterday. They lost an Arietta start yesterday. Yeah, the fir- like, a good point for the first, what is it, 23 straight. It ended the it ended the streak. Yeah, he's still pretty good, though. Yeah, it wasn't his fault, right? You can, o- you can only give up zero runs and not get a win so many times, right? um yeah i mean you know bolsinger's a guy i think that you can take some guys against you know rizzo hasn't been great lately but his price is starting to come down he's a left-handed bat going up against a right-handed pitcher usually a situation he does really well in uh like chris bryant as well you know bryant really good righty on righty dexter fowler's another guy i think you can look at there you know that whole cubs lineup is just they're always just so solid so i think they're all in play uh against lester i mean you want to take the handed bats you know guys like uh trace thompson and kiki hernandez have some really really good numbers and have been hot against left-handed pitching i don't love lester like i you know people are talking about him this year like he belongs in the same breath as some of the you know lights out top end starters i don't put him there i put him a step below that so most of the time i'm not willing to pay up for him but i do think he's solid enough that they're not gonna it's not gonna be a big game for the dodgers bats Benny, before we jump on, let me remind you that MLB season is here, and that means if daily fantasy baseball is back, go to FanDuel.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anyone can play. It, it You get a new team every day. You don't have to worry about injuries. You can ride a hot streak. It's it's just a really, really fun thing. And, and, you know, look, there are over 1 million other users who've already won money, so join them. It's never too late to join. You can come play with me and Benny every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code RWPOD. That's RWPOD to sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. Again, you must use my code RWPOD, but that's a $60 value for just $25. So don't forget to use my code RWPOD. That's FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel, 
F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right, Betty, four games to go. Let's go out to Houston, 8-10 start. Robbie Ray and the Diamondbacks head in to take on Mike Fires and the Astros. Which way are you lean in this one? I'm guessing guessing another game where you got to find some bats, Benny. Yeah, a lot of bats here. Um, like Altuve and Springer going up, <clears throat> going up against Robbie Ray. Uh, Altuve four for eight lifetime with some extra with some extra base hits against him. Springer three of four with some extra base hits. Both guys over 400 wobas against lefties. So I really like the two of them. On the other side of the game against Fires, you know, right-handed bats have a higher fly ball and home run rate against them. So I love Paul Goldschmidt in this game. I think that, you know, he's starting to show some signs of life again. I think he's ready to kind of break out. Uh, Fires could be one of the pitchers he does it against. And then you can look at the lefties, too. <clears throat> Chris Herman is the left-handed side of their platoon split with uh, Wellington Castillo being the right-handed hitting side. So whenever they face a righty, I always like to take a look at Herman. I think he'll be in a good spot here. And Jake Lamb, too, at third base, you know, bat and clean up for them lately against right-handed pitching. I think all those guys are in play. You can even look at uh, Correa on the other side, another right-handed bat against the lefty. So a lot of bats on both sides of this game. Yeah, I feel the same way. Just get them all in there. There's there's a lot of options here. Correa, of course, um, has been struggling comparatively, and, and the price has dropped a bit, you know, not a ton. Uh, but but still, you know, if he's if he's flying high, he's going to be the most expensive shortstop on the board pretty much every single night. All right, Benny, eight fifteen start in KC as uh, the Tampa Bay Rays heading in town. Chris Archer taking on the lefty Danny Duffy. Uh, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about Archer? Archer is Jekyll and Hyde. You know, he'll go out there some nights and strike out ten or eleven batters and throw a three hitter, and you'll be like, man, this guy's amazing. And then other nights he'll give up seven runs in the first three innings, and you'll be like, why the hell did I waste money starting this guy tonight? So I don't really know. I like this Kansas City team. I know there's not a lot of big names, and they got a lot of guys hurt, but they're one of those teams. They're like the Patriots of the major leagues right now. It's just next man up, next guy comes up, he goes two for three with uh, you know, an RBI and a run scored, and then they bring some other guy in off the bench from double A and you know, he hits in the two hole and goes three for four for like four straight games. I mean, I don't know how they do it. You look at this team outside of Eric Hosmer. There's not a lot of guys that scare me, but they just keep getting hits. They just keep winning. So you got to like Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be a good spot here for Archer. And then even the other side of this game, you know, Danny Duffy, the lefty, this Tampa Bay team hits left-handed pitching pretty well. Brandon Geyer, Evan Longoria, very good against left-handed pitching. Guys like uh, Steve Pierce and Sosa are solid against lefties. You know, you'll probably get a cheap guy like Tyler Mata hitting in the two-hole as well. So I think there's a lot of right-handed bats you can look at on Tampa Bay. And like I said, I can't tell you how they're doing it, but Kansas City just keeps pounding out runs every day. So, you know, that's another offense that I, I don't think you can sleep on. Yeah, they're doing it with guys like Chesler Cuthbert and Whit Merrifield. I mean, I don't even know who these people are, Benny. I'm with you. It's, yeah, it's, but they're all but they're all two for three every day. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's, it's like, you know. It's crazy. It's very, very impressive. Uh, I completely agree with the points there. And also love the raise point, too. I think... Uh, I think a lot more people have won money with Rays stacks so far this season, especially against left-handed pitchers, than anyone could have anticipated heading into the season. Uh, all right, Benny, uh, two games left on the slate, 840 start out in Colorado. As we saw yesterday, we saw the power of Coors Field. Uh, John Lamb against Tyler Chatwood. I mean, 
You, you got to get him in the lineup again today, right, Benny? Just play everybody. This is a very easy <laughs> game to talk about. Exactly. It's Coors Field. I mean, honestly, like, Lamb is a lefty. <clears throat> struggles more with right-handed bats. Story, Arenado, in great spots today. You know, a guy who I don't play is Ryan Rayburn because he's going to get you two, maybe three at-bats, and then when they bring in a right-handed reliever, you know, they're going to sub in Paraform or, or one of the lefties there, so... Everybody else. I mean, DJ Mayhew, another righty, if he's hitting in the two-hole, I think he's in play. Remember, not only is John Lamb a bad pitcher, but Cincinnati has one of the worst bullpens in the league. And when you put those two things together, it's like what happened yesterday. They jump on the bad pitcher early and put up six or seven runs, and then bad relievers come in and give up another ten runs. And that's how a team winds up scoring 17 runs in a game. So... I think the Rockies are in the same situation here. Lamb's not good. If they jump on him early, they're going to get a bad bullpen and they're going to be able to put up a huge number. And then on the other side of the game, when you're down 10 or 11 runs, the pitcher just starts throwing strikes down the middle so everybody can go home. And that's when Joey Votto and, and Jay Bruce go back-to-back home runs. You know, A guy like Adam Duvall has that same kind of power. So I, I think you can look at all three of those guys there as guys that can jack one out. And um, like I said, you can basically play anybody in this game, and it makes sense. I feel exactly. Play anybody but John Lamb and Tyler Chatwood and feel good about it. Yes. Yes. That's a <laughs> very, very good call. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you, Benny. Literally nothing to add. I, I agree 100%. Let's round it out with the last game of the night. 10-10 start out in Seattle. Uh, excuse me, out in San Diego as uh, Felix Hernandez and the uh, Mariners take on lefty Christian Friedrich and the Padres. Uh, another uh, game that they got a 16 spot yesterday from the Mariners. Uh, do you see offense out there coming again, or or you think this one will be a little bit lower scoring, Benny? I mean, I see. I think it'll be lower scoring, but I do see some offense coming from the Seattle side. I like Nelson Cruz. Uh, huge Woba ISO numbers, just absolutely owns left-handed pitching. So he's somebody to look at. A cheap option who also owns left-handed pitching, Franklin Gutierrez, is a is a nice outfield punt play today. Gucci. He is very, yeah, he is very very good against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, Ionetta, Chris Ionetta at the catcher, another guy who's good against lefties. So I, I like a couple of those right-handed bats for Seattle, and then for San Diego. I mean, this is one of the worst hitting teams against right-handed pitching. I know Felix Hernandez K's are down, so. I don't love him on the mound as much as a lot of other people do today, but I'm definitely not taking any San Diego bats against him. I think he'll he'll have a good game. I don't know if he pays off the salary. That's my only beef. An $11,000 salary from a guy who, you know, his strikeout numbers are down. It'll be tough for him to pay off, although I fully expect him to go seven or eight innings and not give up more than a run or two and you know, really have a, really have a good day. Yeah, the, I, I feel the same way in the sense that... Um... I'm not paying 11 for him, but, you know, in a GPP, I think that's going to be kind of the prevailing thing. I don't think a lot of people are going to pay up, so maybe a GPP play or something like that, you take a shot. But, I mean, in my mind, when Max Scherzer is $300 less and has more or less just as good a matchup, um, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Scherzer. But uh, I, think, I think it's a fair call. And either way, I think you avoid the San Diego bats, and I think you're fine stacking some Mariners in there. Goot! I love Gutierrez. Uh, All right, Benny, (laughs) that's going to do it for today. The June 1st edition of MLB Rotowire DFS podcast. Benny and I will be back again with you tomorrow for uh, the Thursday action. Uh, Benny, any final words today? 
No, just, um, you know, there's a game in Coors Field. So if you're playing multiple lineups, make sure at least one of them has all those guys stacked if you didn't learn your lesson yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing most people learned their lesson with the 17 spot yesterday. All right, again, Benny and I will be back tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. Go out, win some money. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.